0: How y'all feeling on this morning? Afternoon rather, right? We're going to get right into the word on today. Um, I do want to say one thing that the more you become one with the father, the more we become one. All right. The more you become one with the father, the more we become one. All right. What separates the body is that is when we have individuals in the body that are not becoming one with the Father. We don't want you to become one with us. If you become one with the Father, then we will automatically become one. It's the same thing in marriage. Okay. That's why they say a three cord strand is not easily broken. Long as the son is one with the Father and the daughter is one with the Father. The marriage works. okay. what happens is, is when the son is not one with the father or the daughter is not one with the father, then we begin to go two separate ways. Why? Because there's only one voice. There's only one voice. All right. That's why, you know, in teaching what we teach the way we teach. I don't mind taking a stance to say that I know what we're teaching is right that it is truth, I know that we have a father in heaven who has one voice. When Jesus hit this planet, he had to distinguish, separate the voices of his father from every other voice. From the voices of Herod, from the voices of the Sadducees, from the voices of the Pharisees, from the voices of the scribes, he had to separate their voice from the father's. This is what we're doing. This is what you're doing on a daily basis. You, got to, you have to separate the voice of the Father from every other voice that you hear. And then you have to come to a, 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 a resolute place in your mind to say that this is the only voice I need to hear. Because a stranger, you're not going to hear them. Well, how do you get to the place where you don't hear a stranger? You learn who to hear. You walk in a room, you ever meet a kid, walk in a room, and they don't know you, and they go right for that parent leg. They don't know you. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) They're waiting on a release in the atmosphere from the parent to say that this person is okay. This is where we are. (laughs) This is where we are with God. Every move you make, you better be attached to his leg, waiting for him to say, it's okay, go. So, and that's an on-time word for what we're teaching on today. Uh, we're still in the series called Training Days. Training Days. What we're doing in Training Days is we're training our flesh, okay, to obey our spirit man. Alright, I refuse to pastor people, to lead people who think they have a spiritual life and they really don't. It's about to get tight. I don't want you to lie to yourself and think that you're spiritual when you're really not. When you pray for an hour a day and then you're done, you can't obtain a spiritual life like that. And so the title of today's teaching is the mindset of an athlete. The mindset of an athlete. Alright? In, in, a, in a little over two weeks it will be the year anniversary that Kobe Bryant passed through the, uh, the um, by way of the helicopter crash. And he was a great basketball player. A great athlete. Okay, but this is the power behind that young man up there. Is he was a champion while he was alive. He he conquered many things, but when he died, his legacy he left was his mentality. <laughs> he, his legacy that he left was his mentality. Mamba mentality. And the Mamba mentality was not something that just happened on the court. It was something happened in training. So when it happened, because it happened in training, the response or the proof or the culmination of it was seen during the game. Eighty-one points. Eighty-one points in one game. See. You have some people say I can play basketball, but then some people you compare them to the greatest. This is where I want you guys to get. I, I don't want you to settle for your spiritual life or your personal life. The things that the father has called you to do, you have to want to be great at it. You have to want to be great. You can't just want to be on a team to say I played with them. That's not, this, this, that, that's the church down the street. Okay. That's not this church. You have people who, that say, oh, I can play ball. Then you have Kobe Bryant. The difference is talent. It's some talent there. But mostly the difference is going to be how did you train? How do you train? So the mindset of an athlete is all about training according to your purpose, training according to your call. The moment you hear from the Father, this is who you are, this is what you're supposed to do, the next thing you're supposed to do is come up with a regimen to train to become the greatest to ever do that. We don't have to compare between one another. Tremaine's a singer, Chris a singer. You don't have to compare Chris does what he does (laughs) Tremaine does what he does they have their own personal destiny the only way that Chris can compare himself to Tremaine is that he become Tremaine your personal destiny belongs to you it does not belong to the person next to you there's nothing you can do to ever be greater than me why because my greatness is in me being me Jesus said it like this. He said that the student would never be greater than the teacher. The student would never be greater than the teacher. He said, but the whole purpose of it is, is to make them equal. His whole purpose of bringing is to make us bring us to his level. So. We are training. I want you to hear me. Okay, we are training to take our spiritual life. If you don't take your spiritual life or you don't train to get your spiritual life, you can't get your destiny. You can't get your purpose. I don't care what the vision is. I don't care what the prophecy is. (laughs) I don't care what the prophecy is. If you don't train to become great at that thing, it will not come to you. Some things he will bring to your doorstep. Other things he going to make you go get that. Follow Paul's story. Follow Jesus' story. We see Jesus, the son of God, and we want to make it seem as if everything he did, he did because he was the son of God. But we don't see him at 12 sitting in the temple, sitting, listening, and asking questions. We don't see the scripture saying that he grew in wisdom and stature with God and man. We don't see this. Before he ever did anything in ministry, he did a 40-day fast, training. He didn't just walk in as a son of God and have a bomb ministry. No, he trained to get that ministry. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, they heard a voice from heaven that said, this is my son that I am pleased with. It wasn't that he was pleased that he was his son. He was pleased that he had grown to a place of maturity where he can use him. He's not pleased with your church attendance. That's not it. It's not about how much you pray in tongues. It's the whole gambit of training. Training by definition is this. It is the entire flow or ecosystem of profitable teaching, profitable reproof, profitable correction. Training deals with the whole training and education of a child. So, it is not just teaching you academic things, but it's teaching you mannerisms. It's teaching you how to be on time for a thing. Because you can be gifted and you can be talented, but you can not be punctual. (laughs) You can be extremely anointed, but not available. So it's not a thing that he's just telling us, okay, I just want you to read scripture. No, I don't want you to just read scripture. I want you to engage in community. Like I told you, your love will be tested right here. This is training grounds. Training is that which relates to cultivation of the mind and morals. Training includes taking care of the body. Because if you're going to have longevity, if you're going to have longevity in any career, any field you do, you're going to have to take care of your body. You get halfway into your career and you get sick. Why? Because you're not taking care of your body. So he doesn't just want you to read books. He wants you to eat right. He wants you to fast. Training also deals with correction of mistakes and curbing passions. It also deals with instructions which aim to increase virtue. Now, our passage of scripture that we're going to start from, 2 Timothy Chapter two, and we're going to read verses one through seven. Verse five will be the meat of our scripture will be where we'll be extracting our content from today. Verse one reads, you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others. So train people to train people. Train people to train people. That's why I tell you, okay, you are not a child of God and don't have a ministry. You are not a child of God and and don't have a responsibility towards him. We train people to train people. We need people studying because me and Dr. Hardy don't want to do all the teaching. (laughs) We want everybody in here should be able to teach the word. Verse three, share in suffering as a good soldier for Christ. Verse four, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in the concerns of civilian life. He seeks to please the commanding officer. We talked about that last week, the mindset of a soldier. Verse five. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now, that's what we would teach from today is from that scripture. But I'm going to read all the way through. Uh, second, uh, verse six. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to get a share of the crops. Now, that's what we're we'll talk about next week. We're going to talk about the mindset of a farmer. Verse 7, consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. So these three mindsets, if you can attach yourself to these three mindsets, you can get understanding in everything. If you can take the mindset of a soldier, war, what is a war in your mind? What are you warring against? What are you warring against? The flesh. We did I was up here about an hour and a half last week. (laughs) You need to know that. If you don't know that you're at war with your flesh, you would think it's people. And you would spend your entire life attacking people. Somebody say something to you, you won't hear that it's a spiritual thing. You won't go right into wrestling with individuals. If you don't know that, you'll waste... We talked about it last week. How long have you had those arguments in your head with a person who's not there? (laughs) You're not crazy. You carnal. (laughs) The war is against your flesh. It's you checking you. It's you versus you. It's me versus me. It's not me versus you. It's not this church versus another church. No. It's us versus us. Divine generation versus divine generation. We are the only ones standing in our way. The Father set it up. No man can stand in your way. No man can stand in your way. Your purpose and your destiny is for you. No one can stand in your way. The Father will remove them. He will move them out of the way. Nobody can stand in your way. You are your worst enemy. He set it up like that. So you have to have a mind of a soldier or you will take on a mind, a, a mind of war against everybody else. So you have to have the mind of a soldier, you have to have the mind of an athlete. The mind of an athlete is totally about your purpose. It's about your destiny. It's about you saying, He called me to do this and you're training to become that. That's what athletes do. Then you have the, the mindset of a farmer, is which you have to understand how to get harvest, how to maintain harvest. I just want to get into that, but I don't want to right now. So, but the scripture we'll be talking from today is 2 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 5. And it reads, also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now, an athlete is one who engages in a contest, contends in public games, games, or contends for a prize. So athletes are not just for sports. Doctors are athletes. Lawyers are athletes. Musicians are athletes. Artists are athletes. Anything that you can contend against, anything that you have to train to become, anything that becomes a public game, anything that you have to engage to grow it, it makes you an athlete. And so it says in this verse that if anyone competes as an athlete, you would not be crowned unless you compete according to the rules. Now, the rules of an athlete are, are rules dependent. Well, let me do it like this. Give me, give me the next slide. These are the rules of an athlete. Did you get all of them or did you just get those? Okay, two slides. Okay, these are the rules of an athlete. An athlete must have focus. Great athletes are able to focus on the task at hand and tune out distractions. I'm going to help you today. 2022, y'all going to be on fire. Or you're gonna be rebellious, one or the other. (laughs) A great athlete has drive. Drive. Great athletes are driven to improve every day, they are not satisfied with their last performance. Great athletes are disciplined. Great athletes are disciplined enough to stay on a strict schedule. For example, adhering to eating or exercising programs. I know y'all don't like me. I'm fine with that. The next one is determination. Great athletes never give up. No matter how challenging the situation may be, they quickly bounce back from setbacks or failures. Great athletes have commitment. It's the other word besides car. See word besides car. Great athletes are committed to their sport or to their field. Great athletes have vision. Great athletes have a clear vision of what they want to accomplish and how to do it. Great athletes have aggressiveness. Great athletes make moves on their own. No one has to tell them to get up and pray. Nobody has to tell them to fast. Nobody has to tell them to go to the gym. They're aggressive in doing those things on their own. They do not simply respond to what other athletes are doing. That's why I intentionally told my wife, put Kobe Bryant up there. Okay, I told her. I said, put Kobe Bryant up there. Perfect example of a great athlete. And you're gonna to have to take these seven things and apply them to your destiny if you ever wanna see it. If not, you're gonna always say, I'm supposed to be doing, but you're never gonna get there. These are the rules. These are the seven rules for an athlete. Other than that, you must be coachable. You must know how to work well with others. Now, these are the mindsets of an athlete. Y'all good? Y'all love it when y'all get quiet. 1 Corinthians 9 and 24. This is Paul. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. So he says when it comes to a race, all runners run. But there's only one prize. (laughs) Run in a way that you're making sure you're going to get that prize. Now, we are all runners in this sense. You are a runner if you have a destination and an expiration date. You are a runner if you (laughs) have a destination and an expiration date. If there's some way you have to get, your natural life makes you a runner because you have a task to get to at the end. You have a purpose. You have a calling. He did not just make us children of God, but did not give us tasks. A runner is one who runs, one who spends their strength in performing or attaining something. You're all runners, what are you trying to attain? Business, professions. A race is a course of life. A prize is simply a destination. Now, there are crowns of life for, for the children of God after we die, but right now you have some things that you are running to get. Whether it's monetary, whether it's a home, whether it's family life, you have things that you are working towards right now that push you in this thing as an athlete. Verse 25 says this, everyone who competes in the games goes into what? Strict training. Strict training. So the moment you make up your mind that I'm going to be. The next thing you do is go into what? Strict training. If you are saying I am going to be, but you are not in strict training, you lying to yourself. You're not going to be nothing but where you were this time last year. If you don't have a plan to get there, directions, instructions. Now this is Paul teaching the Gentile church. He's not talking to the Jewish, the Jews. He's teaching the Gentile church, a church that did not know God period. So he's introducing them to them. This is how you obtain a spiritual life. He's teaching them, if you want this spiritual life, this is how you do it. You're going to have to have have a mindset of a soldier. You're going to have to have a mindset of an athlete and a mindset of a farmer. Farmers know if I miss a season planting, (laughs) you're going to have a, a season you broke. They know, don't wait till noon to get up to plant the seeds, the soil. <laughs> are you going to be great or are you going to hate me? You're you going to be great or are you going to leave this church? <laughs> One or the other, you're going to be great or are you going to be a hater? you going to be great or are you going to be jealous? One of the other is going to happen because you're going to get the material. You're going to get the work. I'm going to give you the business like you my child. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that would not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now, strict training also means exercising self-control. We back to the flesh. (laughs) We back to the flesh. We back to the mind. You can't train if you don't have self-control. If you can't get up in the morning, you can't train. Do you think Kobe Bryant, (laughs) you think Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the GOAT, seven o'clock in the morning, where you think he at? In the gym, training. I say at 7 o'clock, he's in the gym. In the gym. Not just, ge- uh, what are we going to do today? Nope, he already got the plan. It's strict. They asked Kobe Bryant, they said, how often did you train to get where you were? He said the whole 20 years. The difference from a small business and a big business, training. The difference in a Fortune 500 and a $500 is training. Training could just be reading. We told you, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies read four to six books a month. Poor people read Zero books a month. I told my kids, they don't understand. We make them get up in the morning, and they got to read the Bible and another book. Right now, they mad, they hating. You can see the all disposition. But when you grow up, (laughs) but when you grow up, you're going to be like, I thank you for making me do something that I did not want to do, pushing me to do something. now it's a part of my makeup. I do it by default you mad now we make you fast but when you get grown most men are mad at their fathers be not because they just they weren't there because of what they didn't impart we're mad at what they did not impart but when we were in but still as children, when they were trying to impart it, we still didn't want it. We were kicking, screaming, clawing, trying to run away from it. We had our own agenda. It's the same thing right now. You hear the Holy Spirit praying. If not, you don't hear him saying nothing else. <laughs> if you don't hear the Holy Spirit telling you to pray, you lying that you hear him, period. If you don't hear the Holy Spirit telling you to fast, to read the word, you lying. If you don't hear the Holy Spirit telling you to come to church, you don't hear the Holy Spirit. You don't hear God, period. 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 You don't hear him telling you to give? Then what that means is the spirit you hear wants to keep you broke. (laughs) All right. So it said they do it to obtain a temporary crown, we do it for an eternal crown. Now, he's letting them know. Now, I'm going in between two different things right now. I'm telling you, I'm talking to you about your personal destiny, the things that you are called to do. But at the same time, what I really, 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 really want you to leave here with is obtaining your spiritual life through this method. That's really what I want you to have, because like I told you, I cannot stand hearing people say that they're spiritual, but they don't pray. I hear it all the time. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Well, what does that mean? Because even if you're religious, religion basically means something you do every day. <laughs> so you're not religious, but you're spiritual. All right, y'all figure it out. When y'all figure it out, let me know. All right. I hear it all the time. <laughs> Verse 26. Therefore, now this is Paul talking, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. So why is Paul using these athletic terms to get you to see something? He says, when I run, I don't do it aimlessly, which means I'm not uncertain about where I'm going. I know why I'm training. I didn't just get in this race and just sit back and don't do nothing. How you become a child of God, you find out the relationship is here, but you never approach it. Then you sit back and say, well, I don't have. Well, you don't have because you don't ask. (laughs) Prayer. He says he doesn't run aimlessly. So it's not with uncertainty. He doesn't do it without purpose. 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 Tomorrow is Monday morning. Why are you getting up? It should be purpose, but most of y'all are going to say to make money. To make money. Money is not your purpose. That's if you're doing it to get money, you're running aimlessly. If the only reason why you get up in the morning is to make some money, it's, it's aimlessly. I know the world talking about hustle and flow. I know they're telling you to hustle, but what is the purpose of hustling without a vision? Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. I see he called me to be something, but I'm just going to sit back and chill. No. Once you know, get the training regiment. He also said, he said, I don't, fight like a boxer beating the air. So, watch this. He's I don't fight people. (laughs) When you fight people, you just hit in the air. You just hit in the air. Because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with spirits. So, if I'm attacking an individual... I'm just swinging at nothing. Because even if I connect with the person, I really didn't deal with the situation. The circum- I, I still didn't deal with the circumstance. It's still going to be there. It's just going to move to the next person. <laughs> and so now, you're going to have to knock everybody out. <laughs> you have to cuss everybody out it's a reason you don't trust nobody you don't trust nobody cuz you wrestle you have to train to hit the target you want to hit military 300 meters away they pop up knock them down training we don't wait so we see enemies. They don't send us to war and then now all of a sudden we got to learn how to shoot at the enemy. No, we did that in training. Kobe Bryant going through the little feud with Shaq, you know what his main gripe was? Bro, I'm out here shooting 2,500 jump shots a day. You can't hit a free throw. I'm the man. No, you are not. No, this is my team. Why? Because I trained to make it my team. I'm putting in hours, hours after hours. This brother out of shape. This brother ain't working out. That's why when it came time to trade, trading to hit the target, 2,500 jump shots in a day. You wonder why at the game, he like, give me the ball. I've been training for this. The people who don't want the ball <laughs> are the people who haven't been training. When you took that Stephen Curry on Sports Center the other day, how many how many shots was that? Uh, 105 three pointers in a row, five minutes straight. You know what they say about him? The greatest shooter in NBA history. Why he's still in the game? From simply doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. What is it that you're not doing over and over that you should be called the greatest? I refuse to be mediocre from here. I refuse to be mediocre. From here? No. Y'all let me know when I'm getting there. Let me know you're mediocre, bro. You need to step your game up. Let me know because I'm going to let you know. I'm serious. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If the world know how to get this thing done, watch this, and you have the spirit. You got all of heaven back in you. You were called to do it. You were called, chosen. While you were in your, Before you were in your mother's womb, you were called, you were ordained, you were appointed to do a thing. And you're not even training to do it. That's where your money at. Thank y'all for the ties. I trained to get them. I trained to get them. You didn't, Dr. Hardy trained to add doctor to her name. You weren't there. I was there. Eight hours at work, come home six hours on a paper. Can you do 14-hour days to get your destiny? Come on. Come on, Eight hours at work. Now, that's at work. She got up in the morning, got the girls ready for school, did two heads. I'm going to kill your complaining. Did two heads. Okay, went to work for somebody else. When she got home, went right into the office, started working on her paper. I was there to tear. She cried when she did a spent eight to 10 hours on a paper and they rejected and she got to go back and do it again. I got to talk her back. Come on. on. I was there for the training. This went on for four years. You don't want it. She wanted it. Why he's training her. He's training me how to be a man, how to be a husband, how to be a father. How to lead a woman, how to not stop her movement, how to hear from him to get her to a place where he told me she's supposed to be. It was all training. I'm in school. She's in school. She's doing her dissertation at the same time she's taking, she's studying for her exam to get her license. You don't want it. She did that. Nobody pushing her. Nobody telling her, "Are you going? Are you studying? Are you studying? Are you, no?" This girl has five degrees and never seen a B. Come on now, amen, amen. You better clap. <laughs> Come on, amen. Five degrees. None of her siblings got degrees. Not her mama at 18, watch this she didn't meet her daddy until she was 30 what your, what's the excuses? Come on, even when she couldn't get nobody to watch her kid when, when, before me and her got together Javon was 6 months old, she was in the snow pushing uh, 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 the stroller get him on the bus to take him to the thing so she can go to class, man what's your excuse? <laughs> what are you talking about? Call her mama, can you watch my baby while I go to school? No she's just at home that's a That's a pain too. You should have seen our household. she doing her dissertation. I'm building a whole basement. At the end of the day, we just look at each other and pass out. <laughs> but it's refreshing to see. Y'all recording in it now. You wasn't there for the work. It was, I was there most of the time by myself. Like, Father, where my help at? No, son, some things you got to do by yourself. On, some things you got to I'm sanding, sanding arms, tired face, white, go upstairs. No, I got to teach you strength. Come on. Come on. I have to teach you strength. Because if I don't teach you strength, you will never have endurance you never have endurance. This is how strength works. Watch this. Who can do 50 push-ups? I don't want you to really do it. Now, if you can do 50 push-ups, we can compete. If you can only do five, we can't compete. Nobody wants to see a competition of people doing five push-ups. Why? Because it's weak. Muhammad Ali said this. He said when he's working out, he doesn't start counting until it starts burning. Until it starts burning. When he starts burning, he's one. That's endurance. When it starts burning... That's strength. How far can you go until it starts burning? That's how strong you are. Who want to test it? You want to do it, Alana? Want some push-ups you can do before you start burning? You, 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 I believe you, too. <laughs> totally believe you, okay? But that's your endurance. If you can do 100 push-ups before you start getting tired, your endurance is the 99. So you're building yourself up to get to a place where you can do enough push-ups, not just do a lot of push-ups, but you're building yourself to a place where you have endurance. Because those 99, you can do them fast, you can do them slow, it don't matter. That fast, that 99 is how you really move. And it correlates with things spiritual. How far in the spirit can you go to you can't take it no more? As you know your strength. When the Bible says he will not put more on you than you can bear, I know y'all religious folks thought that he ain't going to let this happen to me. No, you don't have the strength for that business. You don't have the strength for a business. You don't read enough. You don't have strength for a marriage. You don't pray enough. You don't have strength for a ministry. You don't fast enough. So soon as somebody says something, you're going to tell everybody off. You're going to cuss people out. I've seen pastors in there. I've seen pastors yell, yell at their wife, I'm the pastor. Why you got to do that, bro? Come on now. I've seen men, t- shut up, I'm the pastor. To his wife. If I said that to Dr. Hardy, the next thing going to be a chair coming up here. <laughs> I'm the pastor. <laughs> mm. That's the next thing gonna come out of my mouth. Mm. You know, that's a whole sentence, a paragraph. You can expect something to happen when you get home. Oh, behind, mm. <laughs> I can't deal with Shay. I, just read her, Shay. <laughs> 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 mm. Verse twenty-seven. 326 so we can get some correlation It says therefore I do not run like someone Running aimlessly I do not fight like a boxer beating air And this is the mindset of an athlete Verse 27 No I strike a blow to my body And make it my slave I'm going to let her sit down Because y'all seem distracted Y'all get that? What'd it say? I strike a blow to my body. I make it my slave. I bring my body up on the subjection. I, watch this. I bring my, my body up on the subjection and make it my slave. If I don't, I become its slave. I become its slave. So it's either one or two. Either you are the master or you're the slave. Two seconds. Let y'all marinate on that. Either you are the master of your body or you are the slave. Either you are the master of your mind or you are the slave. It's either you tell your mind what to think or your mind tells you what to think. It's either you tell your body when to get up or your body tells you when to get up. However, he said, I strike a blow to my body or he's saying that I I bring my body up under subjection and I make it my slave. I control this body. This body don't tell me when to go, when to come, when to sit, when to. No, it doesn't do that. I tell it what to do. He says, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself would not be disqualified for, for the prize. Now, Paul was a preacher. He was an apostle. So he put his body up under subjection and made his body listen because of what he was called to do. What is it that you are called to do that you need to make your body submit and make it a slave so that you won't disqualify yourself? As a singer, as an artist, you know one of the worst things we used to hate? And Dre gonna agree with me on that. (laughs) Is when artists up here performing and they lose breath. That's unprofessional, ain't it? It's unprofessional. It's unprofessional for you to be singing and crack. No, am I right? It shows lack of. <laughs> we got to get rid. you say lip singing. You want, want Millie Vanilli? Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Them boys were dancing good till they cut that music off. You know? <laughs> they were doing their thing till they cut that music off. Changed their whole life. (laughs) You have to train. If you're going to be a businessman, you better be training. Who are you following? I was watching Kobe Bryant this morning. We went to the gym. And they asked him, you know, who are some of the people he look at when he trained? He didn't say nobody. He played nobody. Currently, nobody he played with. It was all people before him. He called it the Mount Rushmore of goats. He had Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson. These are the people he's looking at. Who are you looking at? Who are you looking at when you train? One thing I'll tell you this, one thing, I, I will not be mediocre from this, at this position, all right? We're not. Neither will I be anybody's carbon copy. That's a part of training. Because you can get in a situation and be trying to come, become other people. Part of training is learning how to be yourself, learning how not to be intimidated because somebody can do something that you can't do. I am fine being me. I don't have to do what other pastors, I don't have to have a Benny (laughs) Hen and everybody fall. I don't have to do that. That's not not my portion. (laughs) That brother, everybody fall down. I like God. That's some power. (laughs) Y'all stop laughing at me. LeBron James spends 1.5 million dollars a year on his body. So he can do his job. $1.5 $1.5 million a year to do his job. I'm going to ask this question. How much money are you putting in? You invest in yourself to be great. I ain't messing with you. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. Right I'm not messing with you. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. (laughs) But you have, look, all of that matters. Okay. All of that matters. You should see the machines that he gets in to keep his body. Cryogenic machines. Okay. You have to see the things that he uses. You, he has a chef And, and he said, this is what the chef does. The chef cooks his favorite healthy foods. You know what he said he doesn't do a lot of? Sugar and bread. I'm turning my back on that one. Because I... (laughs) And processed food. Now, this is from one of the greatest athletes in the world, and some of y'all will argue with him. It's okay to eat bread. (laughs) Well, not according to someone who's putting so much money into his body that he's a billionaire because of his talent, not his investment skills. Just his talent alone has gotten him there. Then Warren Buffett turns around and says that his business acumen is probably better than, than most of the people he work with. So he's not just training For his body, he's training his mind. Next set of scriptures. We're almost done. First Timothy four and seven. And it reads, but reject profane and old wives fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. Y'all ain't never seen that. Y'all ain't never seen that, did y'all? Can you imagine that's in the Bible? He said, but reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. Now, profane things are things that are unholy, has nothing to do with the kingdom. Okay, and that's most of the stuff we see, news, media, social media, that's profane. All right. Wives' fable is gossiping. It says, reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness or being a god. Forget everything else. And focus on becoming a God. Focus on becoming God's child. That's the only thing you should be exercising yourself towards, or the main thing. All right? Verse 8, for bodily exercise profits a little. Now, we know on this side, it profits a lot for us. If we're going to move and do certain things, if we want to look a certain way, it, it, it profits a lot. But this is in comparison to spiritual things. So you can look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but if you are not practicing or exercising godly things, you profit little. For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable for what? All things, all things. So, watch this. Going, okay, I ain't gonna say that. (laughs) Going to the gym can only get you so far. Okay? When you practice spiritual things, it covers every category. If you go to get money, you only get money. You don't go after money in the natural and get peace too. No. You don't go after money and get good health. You can go after good health and still be broke. You can go after good health and still have bad relationships. You can take care of your body, get to the place where you're extremely arrogant. Because of the way you look. But he's letting you know when you exercise to do godly things, it covers everything. Everything. It covers your finances, it covers your peace, your mental health, it covers your relationships, your body, it covers everything. So what is he telling us? Don't waste your time doing stuff in the natural and not focus on the spiritual. Don't spend time, don't waste your time exercising just in the natural, Exercise in the spirit too. What are some spiritual exercises? It's prayer, fasting, reading the word, community, Worship, what she just had us, you know what she was doing? Showing y'all what y'all should be doing, sorry. She was showing y'all what y'all should be doing. Y'all sitting back like, y'all arrived. We good, we just gonna wait for him to talk. No, you need to be going after it. You need to be going to get it. I love what the zombie do who want to do uh, uh, five to ten hours of prayer in tongues me I love a challenge that's a challenge you should be taking most of the time we'll get no response it shows no response who want to do a 40-day fast what you got to lose When I tell you you are at the, when I tell you you are at the right church, when I, when I tell you no you you good, you are at the right church, I swear. <sighs> Lord Jesus, for bodily exercise, profits a little but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life now and the one that is to come. (laughs) Jesus. Glory. This is what family look like, right? This is what family look like. All right. I'm about to close. Let me give y'all my bonus scriptures, and we're going to get out of here. Y'all been a great crowd today. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. What I'm about to do these next three sets of scriptures, I just want to show you uh, something that I'm continually trying to prove to you, that we are not fighting against Satan. All right? We are not fighting against Satan. Period. It's, and it reads, even when we were dead in trespasses, God, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, two things. First, he says we were dead in trespasses, our sins, okay? We were not living according to his kingdom. Then he says that he raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ. Y'all got that? All right, next set of scriptures. Ephesians chapter one, verse 20. Now, all these scriptures are in Ephesians. It says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, he said in the scripture before that we were dead. So we were dead and he raised us from the dead. Christ was dead. He raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Now, Christ was dead. He raised him and seated him. We were dead. He raised him and seated him. But it says in in, um, chapter 2, verse 6, that he made us to sit together. That's important. He made us to sit together, so He raised us up, and He made us to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Somebody say position. position. You have to know where you're training from. All right. Now this is where it gets good. Besides, when Shanika say, "All right," <laughs> my kids be mocking her at home. That's good. <laughs> they be so funny. Verse 21, he seated us in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So who are we, who we wrestling against? Who is the fight against? <laughs> we have no battle. The, you, your own battle, you versus you. Because he just let you know that he put you in a place with Christ far above everything else. Not only for this age, but the one to come. So he's telling you, I'll position you for two ages. I'll position you in time and space and eternity. All right. Verse 22. We ain't done. And he put all things under his feet. So he set us in a certain place far above these things. And then he says he put things under our feet. And he gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all. That's why the Bible says that we labor with you until Christ is formed in you. Because until he fills us all, we would not respond right to this. We won't respond like we're seated. We won't respond like everything is supposed to be subject to us. Satan is supposed to see us and bow down. It's scripture. Demons are supposed to come near you and, and be scared. They're not scared because you don't know who you are. One, two, you're not training. So they feel comfortable coming in your house. Okay, here we go. Y'all ready? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. People. Say people. People. I got to get that in your head. You are not wrestling against people. All right? People are not your problem. We... Wrestle against flesh and, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, according to this scripture, we are wrestling with, with, with everything that we're above. We are wrestling with things that we are far above. Wrestling, athlete, athlete, wrestling. What is wrestling? I got a definition for you. I'm glad you asked. Wrestling is a contest between two in which each endeavors to throw the other and which is decided when the victor is able to hold the opponent down with his hands upon his neck. Depression. Anger. Wrath, lust. Get off me. <laughs> we wrestling with stuff that we're supposed to be ruling over. The term, the wrestling term is transferred to the Christian struggle with the power of evil. You're over it, but you're struggling with it. You're over it, but you're struggling with it. Watch this. Struggle or struggling is related to lack of strength. Right? Lack of strength comes from lack of training. (laughs) So, the only reason why this scripture exists is to let us know you're far above some things, but the only reason why you're wrestling with these things is because you don't train like you want to defeat them. Because they come through your flesh. They come through the world. They come through social media. How many hours? I just want to ask a question. Don't nobody get mad at me. Okay. I'm being led by the spirit. All right. Spirit said, ask him a question. I'm gonna ask him the question. How, uh, how long do you spend on social media in comparison to your prayer time? I'm just, I'm just trying to let you see what you're training to be. I don't know what it is that makes you be on social media for 10 hours. What are you going to be? Come. I did. And I hope to God you're called to do that. but watch this tongues how how often do you pray in tongues Paul said I pray in tongues more than all of you let's look at what Paul accomplished wrote three-fourths of the New Testament a martyr in his own rights, a theologian. (laughs) Whatever you're called to do, you're going to have to pray in tongues. You know why? Because you got to build yourself up. The armor of God. All these things are in Scripture Because the first scripture we talked about was all scripture is given for teaching, for reproof, for correction, that the man of God may be adequate and equipped. I'm about to close. Okay, because watch this. When it gets time to induct people into the Hall of Fame, certain people don't make the ballot. Certain people don't make the ballot. Why? Lack of training. The Bible said He's given everybody, every man, the same measure. What you do with the measure is on you. And this is the last question I got to ask y'all. And I'm closing. Dr. Hart, you can come on. Who's the CEO of your life? No, don't tell me what I want to hear. You need to go back and analyze that and see who CEO in your life. Is it Facebook? It could be religion. It could be people. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you till you, get, till you, watch this. I hear you till you get them instructions. Nigga Drake shaking his head. Y'all learned something? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, like I told you guys, I want you to be great. All right. We're going to provide the teaching. We're going to give you the love. We're going to give you platforms. You have to train. I told you as we, when we first started this church, I don't want to see no haters. And the hating is going to come because you're not training and somebody else is and they're flying and you're wondering why they get chose why they got chose because that's what coaches do they put in the players that they see practicing the father sees you practicing righteousness or your lack thereof so when it's time to put somebody in the game and he don't call you